California Congressman Kevin McCarthy has been removed as Speaker of the House in a historic vote this week. Former President Trump also appeared in court this week, though it wasn't for any of his criminal cases. Information on these stories coming up on today's episode of BBP News. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode here. It is a news episode for you guys today, and today is Friday, October 6th, 2023, and like I said, we've got lots of news to get into today and happy to be back with the news episodes here it's like i've been saying we're trying to get back into the swing of things trying to get back on a roll we had idiots in the news come back on wednesday was very happy to see that come back and we will be continuing that of course as the weeks go on uh but We are also going to be getting back into the news episodes here, hopefully on a regular basis. You know, we've had the what to expect episodes coming out still, excuse me, but uh, looking to get the news episodes back on track, get Eye on the Ball back on track starting next week. And tomorrow, y'all, we actually even have a good news Saturday episode. So look out for that. But before we get into any other conversation here or into any of the news, let's just look at the weather headed into this weekend. And starting in Los Angeles, California, it's going to be a hot one, y'all. Clear today with a high of 93 degrees and clear throughout the rest of the weekend as well. Temperatures basically staying up around the 90s, dropping to 88 by the end of the weekend. And actually, it's going to be cooler in Houston, Texas today. They will see mostly cloudy skies with a high of 85 this is the coolest temperature i've seen in houston for quite some time now a huge drop from the high 90s that we were seeing there in the weather reports for quite some time or the hundreds that we were seeing all throughout july and august and the clouds will start to disperse throughout the weekend and end on a partly cloudy sunday so enjoy that houston a nice clear weekend overall in chicago illinois expect some rain to roll through today with a high High of 61 degrees, starting to really feel like fall, starting to really feel like like October and expect some uh, cooler weather throughout the weekend, some mostly cloudy skies. So the rain is supposed to just kind of move out as the weekend goes on highs somewhere in the 50s for the rest of the weekend. And finally, in New York City, expect some rain today, some pretty good rain this uh, this Friday and this weekend as well with a high of 72 today and a mostly clear end of the weekend ahead. But that is where the weather stands. That is where we stand. We are really in fall now, and we're definitely feeling it here in the Northeast starting uh, next week, really. Of course, in Chicago there, they're starting to feel it already moving down into the 50s as the high. We're going to be getting that a couple of days late, uh, looking here at the next week's forecast, you know, moving into some higher 50s, mid 50s even on Monday, uh, even Sunday, I think is supposed to be around 53 55 so it's definitely feeling like fall now we are definitely starting to get some actual october weather and you know looking at winter because that's going to be here before we know it y'all i mean it is halloween season 
but don't think that's sticking around long. Next thing you know, it's going to be Thanksgiving and then you're going to be opening Christmas presents. It's just going to happen in the blink of an eye. So looking forward to winter, I mean, looking at the farmer's almanac, they say that it's going to be a mild winter. I don't see it. I don't see it, y'all. I can see a brutal winter ahead, which is something we haven't had for a few years here in the Northeast. So it's going to be interesting to watch, no doubt about that. But looking at the farmer's almanac, I mean, they're like, no, it's going to be a, a mild winter. Not much is going to happen. I don't see it. We had kind of a harsh summer in the Northeast, especially, you know, I can speak to, to this region and it was pretty harsh there for a while. And so I see a harsh winter ahead. That seems to be how it goes. You know, last year we had kind of a mild summer, a dry summer, but a mild summer overall, which turned into a very mild winter. And I feel like a harsh summer will bring the same type of winter, but that's enough on weather. That's enough on me rambling here on about really nothing, but it's time to jump into the news because we do have a lot of massive, massive news to cover. And it starts out with a historic vote to remove California Republican Kevin McCarthy from his speaker role in the House. This all started over the weekend when McCarthy made a deal with Democrats to get their votes on a temporary spending bill that would preserve the government and keep it open until November 17th. And listen on for more about that later in the show. But this deal angered Florida House member Matt Gates, who promised to bring a resolution to the floor to remove McCarthy as speaker. And he followed through on that promise with the vote being held on Tuesday in the final vote in this case, was 216 to 210, with eight far-right Republicans joining all voting Democrats to complete the removal. And here's the thing to know about this vote, is that Speaker McCarthy, or former Speaker McCarthy, I guess would be the proper title now, actually made the concession to allow this vote back in January in order to get the far-right Republicans' votes to get him into the speaker role. This was the concession that he made to get Matt Gates on board at the end of the day, was to allow one member to bring a vote to oust the House Speaker, and now it has been used against him by that same member that asked for it. So that is where the situation currently stands. But there is a lot to talk about here uh, as a result of this removal. So what happens now? What happens now that McCarthy has been removed? Since that vote, the House has been without a speaker. There is a temporary speaker while a permanent replacement is decided, that being South Carolina Republican Patrick McHenry. Despite the temp speaker, though, the House cannot truly get any business done while there is no permanent speaker in place. And this led McHenry to immediately declaring the House in recess following his appointment to give both conferences time to discuss what to do next. So, who is in the running for the next House Speaker? Well, there are two main names in the ring, those being Ohio Republican Jim Jordan and Louisiana Republican Steve Scalise, who is also the House Majority Leader. 
Both congressmen announced their bids for the gavel on Wednesday, though there has been no real indication thus far as to who is currently in favor. And beyond these two names, Kevin McCarthy has said that he will not be running for the House Speaker role again, which he does have the freedom to do, but he did decide earlier this week and announced earlier this week that he will not be doing so. And at the same time, Texas Congressman Troy Nels commented on social media earlier this week saying that he will be nominating former President Donald Trump as the next House Speaker. Now, it should be noted because of this statement that there is nothing explicitly stated in the Constitution that says that the Speaker of the House has to be a member of the House. However, history has dictated that it is this way. For now, all discussions are being held behind closed doors, with the House set to reconvene next week. But whatever the solution may be, the House will be looking to get it done fast, as a government shutdown still looms just over a month away. Former President Trump is sitting at the defendant's table in a New York courtroom. You've probably seen the image by now. Well, is it this New York criminal trial from Alvin Bragg about the hush money payment? No. Is this a criminal classified documents case? Also, no. Is this a criminal federal election interference case? No, it is not. And is it the criminal RICO case? Again, no, it is none of these cases. This is actually not even a criminal case at all. This is a civil case brought by the New York Attorney General Letitia James involving the former president's business dealings in New York State. Last week, the judge in this case ruled that Trump and his co-defendants, including his son Eric, were liable for fraud on one of the seven claims. The state of New York argues that the Trump organization massively inflated the value of its properties and assets on financial statements when it was beneficial and deflated the value of those assets when it was not. The attorney general said that the Trump organization inflated Trump's wealth to the tune of about $2 billion and that, according to the attorney general, secured better interest rates, better loans, and lower insurance payments for his company, but also in the end defrauded the banks, insurers, and others. The former president's defense is that he didn't personally prepare those statements, he didn't make any material mistakes in them, and even if he did, there is a disclaimer on the documents that absolves him of any wrongdoing. Trump said that this is how real estate is done and that this whole case is just political. In the judge's ruling last week, he vehemently disagreed, saying, no, that is not how it is done. The judge said that Trump submitted documents that, quote, clearly contained fraudulent valuations, end quote, and that he was living in, quote, the fantasy world, not the real world, end quote. Now, it's important to remember that in a civil case, you are found liable or not liable. It's not whether you are guilty or not guilty. And in this specific case, there is no jury. The judge is the one who will decide the fate of Trump and his organization. But because of the ruling made by the judge last week, some of the Trump organization's business certificates were canceled, and the judge also ruled that an independent monitor continued to oversee 
see the Trump organization in the state. And if this ruling stands in appeal, it will remove the Trump organization's ability to operate several significant Trump properties in the state, like the iconic Trump Towers, and ultimately remove the ability of the organization and the Trump family from doing business in New York State. Now that the judge has already ruled that Trump and his organization are liable for fraud, this trial will be about the penalties. The attorney general's office wants $250 million. This trial is expected to go on for about three months, and just because the former president was there earlier this week, that does not mean that he will be there every single day. He is not required to be there, but his name does appear on a witness list, and it is possible that he could take the stand and testify on behalf of himself and his company. With only a few hours to spare, the Senate passed the House bill to keep the government open temporarily. The final vote on this bill in the Senate was 88 to 9, so that means the government did not shut down and impact millions of workers. Everyone went back to work on Monday, including the military, and is being paid. The Senate did not change the House version of this bill, which means that government agencies will be funded at their current levels. The FAA will be reauthorized, there will be no funding for Ukraine, no funding for Republican border policies, and no significant budget cuts. But this is not over. That is so important to recognize. This is not over. We're going to be right back here in just about 40 days now. The government will be shut down on November 17th unless both the House and the Senate agree to a year-long spending bill to keep each of the government agencies and departments open. It is really notable that both Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer and Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell went to the Senate floor on Saturday night and both talked about the need to continue to allocate money for Ukraine. The House Democrats also said that they made a deal with former Speaker McCarthy to bail him out and vote for his bill to avoid a government shutdown if he would agree to put a standalone Ukraine funding bill on the House floor for a vote. Where that bill stands now that McCarthy out is still to be determined. And the senators that voted no for this continuing resolution bill included Senators Braun, Paul, Blackburn, Marshall, Schmidt, Cruz, Vance, Lee, and Haggerty. The Supreme Court is back in session, and this term, the justices will decide on a wide range of extremely controversial cases, and here are just a few that you should know about. In November, the justices will hear arguments in perhaps the most consequential case this term, that is United States v. Rahimi, and they agreed to hear it back in July, and the question that they're going to answer, does someone with a court-approved domestic violence restraining order have a Second Amendment right to also possess guns? The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals says yes, they do, but we'll have to see what the justices say on this matter. The court is also going to weigh in on three major cases, in 
involving social media and free speech. Just last week, the court agreed to hear a case involving new laws passed in Texas and Florida that restrict social media companies from removing certain political posts or accounts. These cases are Moody v. NetChoice and NetChoice LLC v. Paxton. Basically, the state laws are challenging the content moderation policies and community guidelines. The companies say that they have a First Amendment right to operate their private business the way that they want and the states are saying that the companies are violating the first amendment rights of the user so this is a massive massive first amendment case both of these are and as we told you back in april the justices are also going to be hearing a pair of cases that will determine whether public officials can block constituents or censor their comments on either the public or private social media pages and those cases are linky v freed and o'connor radcliffe v garner back in july it was decided that the court will consider whether big corporations and wealthy investors were unconstitutionally taxed to the tune of billions of dollars. This is a case that will determine what's considered taxable income and could possibly change the taxing powers of Congress. The justices are also going to be taking up a voting rights case out of South Carolina, where a lower court found that the state assembly drew a gerrymandered map, in this case, is Alexander v. South Carolina Conference of the NAACP. We are also expecting the court to hear another abortion case about the medical abortion pill, Mephepristone. Now, the thing to know about all of these cases, every single one of these, is that we will not hear a decision from the court on these cases, on these arguments, until their term ends in June of 2024. So, while these cases are going to be going on, including during the end of 2023, as their term begins here, we will not get a decision on these cases for quite some time. Now moving into rapid news, Chicago Bears legend and football Hall of Famer Dick Butkus has died at the age of 80, and the U.S. job market exploded in the month of September, adding 336,000 jobs. The unemployment rate, meanwhile, held steady at 3.8%. Expect more information on the September jobs report in Monday's show. But now getting into good news for today, it really just a simple story, a quick one here, but one that I found incredibly interesting, and that is that an old painting has been found in storage when it was thought for a long time that it was just a copy. This was a painting done by Rosalba Carrieri. Uh, she was a very popular painter back in the 17th century in Italy, and her work had been passed around. Obviously, this is one of those works that has been sent around everywhere for you know the past number of centuries. She was very popular in Italy. She sent paintings to England. Uh, King George III was a huge fan of her work, so she sent work to him as well. And this was a painting that was lost quite a long time ago and put into storage back in the 1980s as it was thought to be just a copy. It was thought to be just a copy work of Carrieri, but it was determined very recently that it has, it's actually an authentic work. It's actually an authentic piece, and it was determined that this was real because of a note hidden in the frame of the painting that showed its authenticity. This was uh, a centini. This is a note that was sent 
a lot of times from uh, painters sending work to different nations and to high-ranking officials in different countries or in their own countries even. These were notes that just sent prayers uh, to whoever the painting was going to. And so this was the note that made this an authentic piece that showed that this was an authentic piece and it has now been restored and is actually on display. It's not being sold or anything like that. It is on display for anyone to go see in Tatton Park. So that is a really, really cool story there. A piece thought to be lost forever. And it's very interesting because as I was reading this story, they were were talking about how, you know, you think that these Renaissance paintings are just all going to be found one day, that all these paintings are just going to be there. You know, there's only a limited supply of them. There are only so many out in the world. You'd think that they would be found, that they would be uh, just determined to be real already, but they just keep popping up. They just keep appearing and from famous artists, from well-known artists. And so, you know, as long as these pieces of work continue to be found, they will continue to be displayed and celebrated. And this is just another example of that. But I hope you guys enjoyed this story and I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back tomorrow morning with an episode of Good News Saturday. So don't miss out on that, y'all, for the month of October. Kick back and enjoy some positive news to make you smile and to give you a positive start to your October. Beyond that, we'll be back on Sunday morning for an episode of What to Expect. That will be the week of October. October 8th, and then we should be back with another news episode on Monday. But until tomorrow morning, you guys have a great start to your weekend. We will see you real soon. Bye. Bye.